Hi guys, I'm Tasha Bishop and you're listening to the Body Language Podcast. I was born with a condition called Maya Rokitansky Kusterhauser Syndrome, which basically means I was born without a womb or internal vagina. Oops, two minutes in and I've already said the V word. It took me a long time to process my diagnosis and for so many years I felt like the odd one out. How do I exist as a woman in a world that deems my sexless, infertile body as useless? So three years ago, I started a non-profit called The Pants Project, a feminist initiative using underwear as a symbol of strength and a catalyst for conversations about bodies. Launching The Pants Project made me realize something pretty revolutionary. We're all odd ones out. None of us fit the mold. So instead of changing ourselves, we're gonna change the conversation. This weekly podcast comes from a personal place, bringing you a filter-free, intimate insight into all kinds of bodies that make up this world. The way we talk about them, hide them, and ultimately how we come to value our imperfections in a society set on perfection. Bodies are more than the labels that categorize them. They are vessels for the stories we write on our journey through life. Welcome to Body Language, the podcast. Before I welcome today's body language guest, I'd love to start by saying a big thank you to Beach Holiday Specialist on thebeach.co.uk, the sponsors of this podcast. After discovering a pretty worrying stat that a third of women don't go for a dip in the sea or pool on holiday because they're suffering with low body confidence, On the Beach's latest hashtag this bikini can campaign celebrates all incredible bodies. So basically, they're saying you do you. Babe, you deserve to enjoy your holiday and sip that pina colada on the beach guilt-free, regardless of your shape, size, gender, ethnicity or colour. Visit onthebeach.co.uk forward slash body language to browse thousands of holidays with a deposit from just £30 per person. Thank you, guys. This week's guest is one of my all-time favourite people to follow on Instagram. First scouted when she was just 14 years old, Maya Spencer-Berkeley is a model and activist who spends a lot of her time raising awareness for the very rare genetic skin condition she was born with, EB, and the full name of it I'm going to get Maya to say (laughs) later, um, so I don't mess it up. (laughs) Maya has modelled for Misguided, Tony and Guy, and a whole host of up-and-coming designers. She has been interviewed by and had her writing featured in some huge editorials like Marie Claire and Bricks magazine. A body positive advocate through and through, Maya is the perfect guest to talk us through what body language sounds like when it comes to living with a life-threatening skin condition. So before we kind of dive into the big conversations and interview, I like to start with a body posi pop quiz. (laughs) It's a bit like one of those think on your feet kind of games um okay. one of those horrible icebreakers that they make you do at school <laughs> when you have to answer as quickly as you can and as naturally as possible okay so here goes okay finish this sentence my relationship with my body is forever changing i think if you could say one thing to your younger self what would it be it gets better don't you worry <laughs> i love that and what does self-care look like to you listening to what my brain tells me like a lot of people's self-care is like looking after your physical body but Mm. for me it's about what my brain is telling me that I need yeah what is the most ridiculous myth or lie you've heard in relation to women's bodies um I don't know Um, this I think this is a a quite hard question when I put it in I was like I don't even know how I would answer this I can't even think of like one (laughs) sorry (laughs) I honestly I think it's kind of a good thing that there isn't one that like first comes to mind (laughs) maybe it's a bad thing I don't know (laughs) and what does the term hashtag body goals look like to you hashtag body goals 
to me isn't about the physical body it's mm-hmm. about what the person within the body is presenting out to the world yeah what is your biggest strength i guess my resilience yeah I think from an outside perspective, that's what I would say yeah. about you as well. Like, I wouldn't really describe myself as that, but if I had to, that would that would be my biggest chance. I think you're allowed to say that you're resilient, <laughs> definitely. Who is your body posi hero and why? I think probably myself. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I hope everyone says that when they come. I hope that question. doesn't come across wrong. No, it doesn't. It comes across perfectly. What story does your body tell? The story it tells is, I guess, is the strength and the struggle but also that I still get on with stuff yeah every single day that you have to tackle (laughs) and just because I am a power pants underwear addict (laughs) (laughs) what does your favorite pair of pants look like I'm really boring I literally only (gasps) wear plain black knickers a good from primer five pack oh, but yeah. <laughs> i got a pair from one of the campaigns that i did yeah and they're like these cute little lacy ones with are they the white lip- ones that sounds really st- no but those i do like those <laughs> they're so pretty yeah. I like those ones. okay that's it for the body posse quiz you'll cool. be pleased to know <laughs> no Ooh. more pressure so okay moving into the kind of first discussion which is body image and eb Firstly, do you mind saying EB for us so that we all okay? So to say it. people do pronounce it in different ways. Yeah, but I always say epidermolysis bullosa. Epidermolysis bullosa. Yeah, I think EB affects like estimated. It's mm-hmm. five thousand in the UK. Yeah, and five hundred thousand worldwide. But okay. that's a complete estimate. Like, don't hold me to that exact yeah, yeah, yeah. number. So it's super rare. But mm-hmm. there's three main types. So there's EB simplex junctional eb and dystrophic eb and i've got recessive dystrophic eb okay but the one that i have um basically means what i can't remember which layer of skin but there's the layer the second layer of skin Mm. (laughs) is is where the gene mutation is and it i'm missing the protein that basically holds my skin together okay so it's like the glue but yeah i don't have it which basically just means it rips and uh like really easily from like friction and I blister, I get like really big blood blisters that like I have to like pop and drain, yeah. which is really gross. But um, no, that sounds yeah. But painful. it's uh, like the biggest thing that I always try and like make people aware of is that it's not just a skin condition. So yeah. it affects your insides as well. So every like four or so years, I have to get a an operation. Most people with dystrophic EB have narrowings in their throat, which yeah. means that we choke on food. Okay. And then as a result of the choking, we get blisters in our throat. So like the whole thing is, can be like a lot of people like can't eat properly because yeah. of it. So every four or so years I have to get that widened, but it just sort of goes back over time. So yeah. it's like a constant thing that I'll have to have yeah. for like the rest of my life. And it also affects like I get acid reflux, but it also affects like my bowels and stuff. So like it really isn't just what you see. There's a lot internally that uh, problems can arise. Yeah. And I guess also, like, we'll get into this, but you say internally, not just physically internally, but mentally internally. Oh, yeah, definitely. It has a huge effect. I mean, when I was looking up before this podcast, one of the biggest things on the website was about, like, the psychological effects of it. Yeah, I think it's something that needs to be talked about a lot more, Mm. um, which is what I try and do, talk about more the mental health side of things. Yeah, and you're amazing at it. So... I kind of wanted to talk, this is 
podcast is about how we talk about bodies and the language that we use. And I want to talk about the word disease. It's such a strong word and it has a lot of connotations to it of like disgust and shame. And really disease is just a medical term. So would you use the word disease? Do you use syndrome? Do you use... Um, Yeah, I've never, I've never really liked the word disease yeah. purely because of the the negative like, yeah. connotations that come along with it so like a lot of people will be like oh you've got a skin disease and I'm like no it's yeah. not a disease but yeah. like it is it's a medical term but like because yeah. that's it makes it sound like horrible and yeah. gross and yeah. like like you're dirty and yeah. I don't know it just doesn't sit well with sit me well. but I guess that's just because of the way that mm-hmm. I've been made to yeah feel about it so I always say that I have a skin condition. That's yeah. how I would describe it. Yeah. Um, and it is a condition, like it's yeah. a condition that your skin is in. Yeah. So you're extremely open in the piece you wrote for Briggs magazine about the struggles you face throughout school to fit in because of your condition. And what do you think schools and parents of younger children should be doing to reduce stigma surrounding skin conditions so that kids don't have to go through what you did? I've had quite a lot of discussions about kids reactions to my skin so that can be something that is quite upsetting for me obviously I'm I'm older now and more comfortable with myself so it doesn't really hit me hard but I know that when I was at school yeah that's that like the comments used to just kill me yeah so I think it's important that parents and guardians or like carers of of children people Mm -hmm. that are responsible for children are making kids more aware that we're all different yeah and I think it needs to start from a really young age yeah so like for me I didn't have any problems in primary school that was never I think because when you're that young you You just don't really I think it just went over my head like it just really didn't even phase me it was only when I went to secondary school that it suddenly became like oh my god I'm different that was when it sort of hit home but I think it needs to start from like a really young age of just like complete acceptance for all Definitely. I think children are born innocent and yeah. in a way that they don't they don't see a difference between yeah. it just needs to be sort of like a general, everyday, normalized conversation, maybe. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. So a huge topic of conversation within the body positive movement right now is body privilege. Do you find it difficult to empathize with people who advocate for a very narrow body positivity when they seemingly have nothing particularly abnormal? about their appearance or look any different to the stereotypical beauty standards of society? I think that's like an interesting question because my outlook on everything is there's always going to be someone that has something worse than you. So when it comes to like people with body privilege, I think it can be frustrating when you're Mm -hmm. seeing people that are stereotypically quite attractive or beautiful or whatever. It's quite difficult to see them preaching about body positivity when you're sort of like, what's the struggle yeah yeah. which but then I personally don't like to think that I don't like to say that they can't be insecure and they can't talk about it but I think it needs to be more yeah I think when it comes to like white privilege you need to be using the privilege that you have to listen to the voices of people without that privilege and Mm -hmm. I think that needs to be the same with body privilege Mm. so I think people that do have that body privilege need to step back step back and give give room and space to the people that actually don't have that privilege yeah definitely how does the chronic pain you deal with every single day affect your relationship with your body 
And do you find it distances you from a feeling or sense of self-love or appreciation? And is it difficult to kind of stand up on Instagram every day and be like, I love myself? And Yeah, very yeah. difficult. It's something that not everyone notices. But like some people, like if you pay enough attention, you'll notice that I, I'm not always... The, this like positive yeah everything is great <laughs> just power through yeah the having like obviously a physical problem that causes like chronic pain daily and mm. affects like my sleep and yeah. what I can physically do on a day-to-day yeah. basis is obviously frustrating that's how I would always describe it it's just very frustrating because I feel like it's very much out of my control so yeah it's not something that I can I can change like I've just sort of got to like adapt with what my body can handle and I think it makes it difficult to love myself every day because some days I could be like oh like who cares I'm beautiful but then I could have a flare-up and not sleep and I could rip my skin to shreds and then be in like agonizing pain grumpy and tired and then I'd be like everything is shit and I don't want to I don't want to do it anymore yeah which is completely normal. Like, I want to show the hardships as well as the, like, positives. Mm. And I think it's so easy for people to who have had problems in the past to talk about it from the other side, but I think it's important to talk about it from when you're still within mm. that bad patch. Yeah. The condition you have is very rare, but it's very easy to relate to going through anything and not being able to love yourself, not being able mm. to be positive all the time. I think that is why people, that is why you resonate so well with people. Mm. They don't have to be exactly like you. It's just that you're incredibly open and human and brave about yeah, that's what the I, way that your condition yeah, affects that's you. That's why I, I don't want to just be that person for people with EB. I want to yeah. be that person for everyone because yeah. I think it's difficult. You've got to like sort of make it, not make it clear, but some people will come to me and be like, well, I've had eczema so I know exactly what you're going through and I'm sort of like I understand that you've had a struggle but Mm. it's not the same thing yeah so like I think you need to be respectful when you're coming to me yeah being like oh my god like I know exactly what you're going through I'm like well you don't because you just don't you haven't got what I've got yeah it's amazing that people that have had acne and eczema and stuff can look at me and be like oh like I don't need to I can I can be happy and blah 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 yeah I just like to make it clear that it's not the same thing. Yeah. And that's not me being like, well, I've got it worse than you because I don't believe in that yeah. at all. Yeah. But you do just have to be conscious that you, I do have a different... Yeah. Like, I my condition can be life-threatening. So, mm, like, it is different. And it's completely different. And, <laughs> yeah, like you say, it's not about comparing who who's, like, worse off. It's mm. about recognising that everyone's journeys is different. Yeah. And I love the phrase, what is it? Like, don't judge anyone before you've walked, like, a mile in their shoes. Yeah. Like, no one has been through what even people who do have eb oh we all have still, completely exactly, different completely different journeys completely yeah. different lives and i think what you're doing to help people relate to the mental health and mm. that kind of side of things saying like look we all have different journeys but we're all <laughs> kind of overcoming different things together Just a quick ad break to say that Beach Holiday Specialist on the beach has revealed three pretty important steps to getting beach body ready. Number one, put on your swimwear. Number two, find a beach. Number three, shine bright and feel fabulous. Who would have thought in this day and age that anyone, no matter what they look like, could go to the beach and have a ball? 
I love that On The Beach are banishing the myth of having to get beach body ready. Since over here on the Body Language Podcast, I really believe that all bodies are beautiful. So dig that bikini out, go to onthebeach.co.uk forward slash body language and browse through their thousands of great holiday options suitable for every single body. Whilst the fashion industry has made moves towards more inclusivity and diversity, the beauty industry seems to have done pretty much nothing towards accepting skin that isn't completely clear of acne, let alone anything else. Mm. Why do you think this is, firstly? And how do you think we can change this? Uh, I guess when it comes to like beauty products, obviously it's advertisement, so they want to show their products on someone that... Mm already has clear skin yeah because then you can't see if it's not working or if it's working yeah yeah. not that it's a lie but like you're not obviously not going to put your product on someone that may look yeah stereotypically beautiful yeah i mean do you find that that frustrating i guess yeah but then also no (laughs) i guess you can understand i I understand the thought process obviously it would be nice and it would be great to see that like see more representation but Mm. that's something that will probably come later down the line i can see it happening yeah i think it will be a slow process process. and that's that's fine i guess because we're all learning this is this whole thing is like a completely new Mm. movement and even when it comes to like the fashion industry that's massively changed yeah only in the last four years or something like And it's not great still, but it will get better. And I think that's we're we're just moving in that direction, but it just can be a slow process. Yeah, for sure. So you've spoken really honestly about feeling trapped in your body and the kind of crippling depression that you faced as a result of the psychological effect of your condition. Is this a feeling you've learned to overcome or are learning to, to overcome? You can be stuck in a body that you're not happy with, but learn to sort of accept it and be happy with it and then you then feel less trapped. Yeah. It doesn't feel like you're stuck in it. It's more, you're like, I've gotten to a place where, like, I like my body, so I want to be in my body. Yeah. So it's, like, less about being forced into that body but actually wanting to be within that body. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So I think, but that, that comes, that's taken a long, long, long time. And mm-hmm. obviously there's still days when... I'm like, oh, please, can I just, can I swap skin with you, please? Yeah, of course. I mean, oh my God, I so <laughs> know how that feels in a different way. Yeah. Where like, I, when I was at school and girls were talking about their periods, I'd be like, yeah. they'd be like, oh, I hate my period. It's so annoying. I was like, I just want a period. Please give me a period. <laughs> so yeah, I totally, I totally understand that <laughs> in my own way. What advice do you have for other people who might be struggling with their skin or anything else that's making them feel shit about themselves? I think it's important to know that it's not a quick fix and it's never going to be a quick fix. Like you can, there's things that you could do to give you a temporary fix. Yeah. But there's nothing that you can do that is going to make you feel better Mm. forever, like overnight. It's something that comes with time and patience and a lot of struggle. So I think you've got to expect to sort of fall back down a few times. Yeah. And even, like, at the place that I'm at now, I still have days where I fall back into old 
mindsets. Yeah. I think it's important to follow different people on social media that aren't you don't just relate to, but things you can like learn from them. But I think you learn different things from different people for mm. different reasons. Yeah. That's so, so like true. it's really important to like be getting that inspiration from such a different array of people because yeah. you'll then create your own mindset using that inspiration yeah for sure it's it's your body and the worst thing you can do is hate it and not accept it because mm. it, like it's not the same with eb but i know that some skin problems can be affected by stress and psychological problems so even by hating it and like stressing about it mm. you're actually worsening it yeah so that in itself just sort of let it let it be yeah i remember Lots of people used to say, like, your body isn't the be-all and end-all. And for a while I was like, but it is. <laughs> like, this is my body. This yeah. is, like, the body that I will have for the rest of my life. And it's so important that we accept it. Mm. That, or that I can, like, learn to accept it and be, like, allowed the space to accept it. And I think <laughs> on, like, a non-materialistic level, I do think that it's, it is so important to all of our mental health that we mm. are able to be allowed to come to terms with our bodies and yeah there's no point rushing it like that because then it I think it gives you a false sense of acceptance yeah when you sort of force yourself into it you can sort of convince yourself that you're happy and you're Mm. comfortable and that'll just blow up yeah exactly that's the rest of the disaster (laughs) so like don't force it if it takes you years it takes you years but it will be worth it so it's like you've just got to be patient and persistent and yeah just don't don't rush do you think that the perpetuation of perfection from social media had a further effect on like the value you bestowed upon your body honestly i've never had a problem from instagram directly the actual platform yeah Yeah, but a lot of people i know have and it just blows my mind like it doesn't really make sense to me like i've had i did have an argument with someone on instagram because they basically told me that i needed to put a trigger warning on my posts about eb and i was just like what, what? trigger warning <laughs> uh blood what and then i just sort of sent all my followers that way i was like you can you help me <laughs> i understand trigger warnings yeah, yeah, and i understand like i don't want to put someone in but like if you come across your account and it triggers you just don't follow but this them. was the thing is don't this tell person, them not to this person didn't follow me and <laughs> they went onto my picture. It was like for Rare Disease Day, so I'd posted like pictures of more woundy pictures. Yeah. And they were like, a trigger warning would have been nice. And I was like, what? Oh my God, that makes me so angry. And so I just sort of flipped out and I was like, right, this is ridiculous. Like, yeah. So you're telling me that I need to put a trigger warning on my post about a skin condition, like about my body. You didn't so you choose... want me to censor uh, my body. But yeah. So what happens if I'm walking down the street and you see me? What, yeah, what do you want me to do? Hold a sign up that yeah, says trigger warning? Are you telling me that I have to be covered up? Like you're basically yeah. making me go backwards. That's a, yeah. a ridiculous way of mm. looking at things. Like it was just, their argument was so... Uh, they blocked me in the end. <laughs> but it was just the most ridiculous thing. So I guess like obviously it's not been directly from Instagram, but there have been people that have sort of tried to hide restrict you. what yeah. I'm doing and the culture is so confusing bizarre. can you tell us kind of about that moment of realization when you decided look I want to show off my body and I want to do these like underwear shoots 
and I want to be like in my power. What was that? What I did that feel could, like? I could pinpoint the exact moment. Oh, really? Yeah. So I'd been modelling a bit from the age of 14 or 15 for like little bits and bobs. And then I had, I got contacted by Sophie Mayan to do a shoot for Girl Gaze. And it was the first shoot that I'd done with my skin properly on show. Like I'd done shoots where, oh, maybe like wear a t-shirt and you could see my arms, but it was never like the focus. Yeah, I've never felt that comfortable in front of a camera. Like Sophie's just, she has a way of just making everybody feel instantly comfortable. Anyway, got the photos back from that. And it was the first time that I'd looked at photos of myself from a shoot where my skin was on show and Jenny was like, I look good. That's a feeling that I let myself feel a lot more now. Yeah. But this, I think this was November 2017, so almost two years now. And I just remember being like, I really want to post these photos, but like my skin is so on show. Like I just Mm. didn't, I was like, I look good. Like it was so, (laughs) I was like so conflicted. And I was like, right, do you know what? I'm just going to do it because I look good. Like let's just do it. So I posted them and... I thought, okay, I need to do a bit of a caption to explain it. We're going to post it and we're going to deal with the consequences afterwards. It looks stunning. It was incredible. Like, the response was absolutely mad. It is an incredible platform for body positivity. I never thought that this would be the path that I went down. Yeah. Because it really wasn't planned at all and I'd never really thought about it. And you can't plan for it. You can't plan for your life suddenly being... (laughs) looked at by 12,000 people yeah like it's bizarre and like since then it's like doubled so it's like completely bizarre to me because I'm like why do this many people actually care about what I'm doing so alongside your um, EB activism work you're a huge advocate for the pride movement and super open about your fluid sexuality online and I've always thought from a distance Mm. A heterosexual distance (laughs) that the queer community is far more accepting of pretty much everything oh yeah definitely yeah do you think in an obtuse sort of way your sexuality has helped you interact with people in a way that might have been more difficult within the straight community because of your condition or do you think it's had no i think it does i think it does influence that yeah i wouldn't say it's like a big part of that but definitely people in like the queer community just sort sort of have to be more accepting because we're all Within that community, there's so many different people that are all so different with different lives and different journeys. Yeah. So I think being part of that community, you meet so many different people and yeah. learn about so many different lives. So I think mm. on a whole, we're just generally more accepting of that. Yeah. But that's not to say that straight people aren't accepting because yeah. that's not that's not the case. But yeah. I think as a community. Generalising. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of an interesting one that I feel like I'm going to have to open up about that in another... in another podcast episode but it has helped but i wouldn't say it's been like a big part a big factor yeah yeah, towards your acceptance how interesting okay so we are gonna do a thing called vanity planet imprint it's a little like end of podcast game i kind of came up with so basically the weight loss industry is valued at 72.7 billion dollars okay which is crazy and disgusting. 48% of women are interested in having cosmetic surgery and it's estimated that only 5% of women naturally possess the ideal body type portrayed by the media, meaning that 95% of women are not represented. 
Media and family are reported to be the most influential factors on a person's body image. So for the second half of the Body Language podcast, we're going to be playing some games, doing some (laughs) exercises to basically dissect the ways that our media world discusses bodies. For your episode, I thought we could do bizarre beauty trends. Okay. Um, So basically, we're going to have a look at some really crazy beauty trends and wellness fads and compare them throughout the ages and you have to tell me if you think they're true or false okay so lemon juice skin peel to get rid of freckles true True or false true so an e-how video on youtube from 2013 claims that if you scrub your face with exfoliator and then tone using lemon juice you'll eventually get rid of those pesky freckles That's insane. How painful does that sound? But also, freckles are amazing. I I love love freckles. freckles. (laughs) It's my favourite thing. Okay, weight loss soap. True or false? I want to say false, but but then also it's probably true. (laughs) It is indeed true. In the 1920s, Lamar reducing soap claimed users can wash away fat and years of age with their coconut oil soap tinged with potassium iodide and sassafras. That's a weird word. Um, (laughs) The soap claimed to melt away fat while shrinking skin so that there would be no excess skin after the weight was lost. At its height, the company sold 200 to 300 soaps per day. Jeez. Which is terrifying. Bathing in milk to encourage lighter skin. Again, I wish it... I feel (laughs) like it should be false, but it's probably true. It's indeed true. To preserve the vitality and beauty of her skin, it is said that Queen Cleopatra, the last pharaoh of Egypt, regularly took baths in sour donkey milk to keep her skin light and soft. About 700 lactating donkeys were needed to provide enough milk for her daily bath. What the hell? Oh dear. And then let's move on to the last two... I'm going to say, I think I'm going to say this wrong, but Yeiba, which is undergoing dental procedures to get crooked teeth. True or false? To get crooked teeth? Yeah. (laughs) True? It's true. So this craze (laughs) began in 2011 when many teenagers wanted to look like the Japanese actress and singer Tomomi Itano. At the dentist, a Yeiba... Sorry if I'm saying this wrong. Japanese people, please comment below. Um, Procedure places a ceramic protruding false tooth over a patient's upper canine tooth. Some are fixed while others are removable for mealtimes and sleeping. The price for a removable yeiba is about 31,000 yen, which is about 300 pounds. And the resulting look is a crooked or snaggly tooth line that apparently makes the wearer look youthful. (laughs) What the hell? Okay, final one. True or false? Bird poo facials. <laughs> I want to. I'm going to say false because I just really want it to be false. <laughs> Same. Sadly, it's true. The fact is, all of these are true. I had about ten of them, but we don't have enough time for them. But the bird poo facial. The Daily Mail reports that Tom Cruise rubs a mixture of nightingale poop, rice bran, and water to keep his youthful look. The nightingale facial is popular in Japan and also known as the geisha facial. It is thought to exfoliate, brighten, and soothe the skin. The urea found in bird poo also helps with moisture retention. In New York, you can get a 60-minute geisha facial for about $180. Wow. In case you're interested, anyone. Wow. <laughs> Bizarre. Anyway, that is it for today's Body Language Podcast. Thank you so much, Thank Maya. you so much for having me. Thank <laughs> you for being so open and brave. Everyone, please go and follow Maya on social media. She is completely changing the game and we adore her. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. 
that's it guys another fierce episode full of bold body language thanks to our partners over at onthebeach.co.uk i couldn't have done this podcast without them they share our passion to celebrate stories of self-acceptance and embrace how we can all take ownership of our bodies for more details and to book your next holiday check out onthebeach.co.uk forward slash body language thank you for listening and shout out to on the beach for being the game-changing holiday retailers this industry needs and for all you listeners out there i hope this made you feel like the sparkly starburst of a human that you are but if it was difficult to listen to please know that you're not alone if you need help or advice you'll find the relevant support links in this week's show notes hit the subscribe button see you next week and may the power of pants be with you